0: Welcome back to a very new episode of Mike Adelic. I am your host, Mike Brancatelli, and thank you for dropping by. If you're new to the show, thanks for stopping by and checking us out and uh, giving us a listen if you're not really sure what this show's about. Basically, it's all about exploring the world through a psychedelic perspective and uh, you know, honoring Cognitive liberty, standing for cognitive liberty, for the right to uh, mental self-determination, you know, to be able to control your mind, control your thoughts, freedom of expression, free thoughts, free speech, and also, you know, exploring varieties of uh, alternative types of medicines and plant healers and, you know, the benefits that uh, cannabis and psychedelic drugs can have for you. At least that is what the show was intended to be when I started it. And I think we kind of, you know, try and stick to that formula. Although my philosophy and my learning and my journey is still going and growing. So, um, we're going to talk about that today. So if you're new, um, yeah, I mean, really you can, you can check out this, this, this episode we're going to be exploring. I'm going to be talking about a lot of new different kinds of things, um, but yeah, I mean, look—if you've been listening for a while, I appreciate it. Thanks for sticking with me, and um, thanks for kind of, you know, taking this, taking this ride down this new path with me, and and get going on this kind of journey of uncharted territory uh, with me. You know, it's a it's a new experiment, new experience, a new learning curve for me as well. So thank you. Thanks for supporting. And hey, the best way to support the show is to go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. I mean, that's like, you know, probably the best thing that you could do for me right now, do for this show right now. Since we're fairly new and we're small and we're growing, you know, the the uh, the best way to help that growth, the best way to show that support is to go to iTunes and leave a, a positive rating and review. Um, so that really helps. That helps us push up uh, in the rankings. You know, if I'm trying to book guests, they will oftentimes go to iTunes and then look and see, you know, if I have if it looks like a good podcast to do. So the more ratings and reviews, the, the more, uh, it's just, I mean, I'm just, first of all, I gotta say, I'm just blown away by, by the ratings and reviews that I receive. I mean, it's, it's, I always, I guess, you know, as a creative person, like, you know, you I, I, you always feel like you're not really doing enough. Like you always kind of feel like you're, you know, I'm very critical, very, very critical of myself. And I encourage you guys to be critical too. I really, I, I don't want an audience that's just like, Hey man, good job. Yeah. It's pretty good. Nah, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. Message me, tell me, you know what I mean? If, it, if you think I said something wrong, if you think that I'm doing something wrong, if you think that you, if you have ideas, suggestions for improvement, I mean, I'm always looking for brutal, honest criticism, you know, constructive criticism, not like, hey, you're a dickhead. But, you know, if I said something that was, inter- you know, if, if, if you feel obliged to say that, you're more than welcome to. I, what I'm saying is I appreciate that. There's nothing more that I appreciate than, than brutal honesty. I just love it. I love direct, brutal honesty. I hate beating around the bush, um, you know, just kind of passive-aggressive bullshit you know we're only we not we live this life once we have no idea why we're here or how long we're going to be here i could die right now i could die tomorrow whatever so let's just say what we want to say and get it out there because you're going to die one day and that's a you know that's that's just the truth of it so just truth honesty i mean is really the most important thing to me and this is what i'm going to get into talking about today so you know i think this all ties in to to, to to what this podcast stands for to, to, to you know my journey, my philosophy and whatnot So anyway, so thanks for, for tuning into the show thanks for supporting the show thanks for for listening I mean really seriously I mean there's you know there's so many podcasts out there that you can listen to. there's so many audiobooks that you can listen to and the fact that you know you would take the time to to sit down and to listen to me, you know, virtually, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not a published author. I'm not, you know, any kind of scholar, or academic or anything like that. I'm kind of just a hobbyist. I, I hobby in, in this stuff. And uh, and I happen to know a lot, I guess. And I and, and people, you know, tend to like what I have to say. And, you know, um I find that to be it's great. you know, it's like a two-way street. I, I, I feed off of you and, and you feed off of me and and if and if and if there's like a message that we can believe in, if there's like some a cause that's worthy of that, Then, like you know, I think that's a noble thing to do—just kind of feed off each other and help help grow ideas. That's really, 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 really what this is about—is growing ideas. You know, it's like it's like we're engaged in in like a partnership. You know, it's like you download the podcast, you're listening to the podcast. I'm talking about some things. You're listening to them. Maybe you have had ideas like that yourself, but never articulated them in a way, or they never really gelled in a certain way, or maybe. I'm causing you to think about things in a new way and then you message me and then and then that causes me to start thinking ab- about things in different ways So it's like, you know, we're both like fought, like, uh, you know, tending to this garden of ideas And I think that's what's so desperately needed in the world right now You know one of um, one of the people I think is doing a really good job of that right now is Dave Rubin who does a show called the Rubin report and his show really is centered around, you know ideas let's sit down and let's talk about ideas and let's see you know what makes sense and what doesn't and you know what works and what doesn't and i think that is you know that is what this country was founded on that's what the that's what the the backbone the ethos of this culture that we developed here that we call the west is founded on you know ideas win the day Um, you know meritocracy of ideas you know whatever ideas work the best whatever ideas are are morally sound you know that's what we're going to attach our sales to and that's what we're going to um you know build our build our kingdoms upon and so and i and i just you know i love ideas i lo- i just lo- <laughs> yeah i sound like donald trump i really i love idea there's nothing no one loves ideas more than me okay i can tell you that much okay and I love ideas, I love making deals, I'm very good at it, okay, and what can I tell you, I love ideas, uh, no, but (laughs) I really do love ideas, and I love ideas because I feel that as if I'm able to really entertain almost all ideas, I, I, you know, and I think that's a really, really important thing, um, to be able to have an open mind, a a truly open mind, you know, a truly, truly open mind, you know, even to ideas that you might think are, you know, like to ideas that are uncomfortable, to ideas that, you know, just kind of hit you in the chest and go, ah, I don't, That just doesn't sound right, you know. It's like, okay, well let's really let's really understand what is behind that, you know? I really do believe that all people are really good, inherently good. But I really also believe that people are motivated by self-interest. I mean, of course, you know, people are motivated by their own self-interest. And people are motivated by ego. And people are motivated by lots of different things. But I don't, I think it's very, very ignorant, uh, dismissive, and just, you know, plain dumb to assume that there's people that are out there that are just plain evil and that they're purely mode like you know, I know that there's people out there that are that way. You know, there's people out there that lack empathy, there's people out there that lack any kind of compassion, they're rude, you know, they're 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 dicks, you know, they're they're tr- they're truly just dicks, and you wouldn't want to hang out with them, you wouldn't want to get a beer with them, you wouldn't want to smoke with them, you wouldn't want to do anything with them, you know, and I and I think that's a large part like. There's a lot going on in our culture right now, where it's like this person's a dick, so we need to like make a law that that forces people to conform to because of because of a few people that we don't like. You know, I don't like the way this person looks. I don't like the way this person talks, and you know, and that's based off of like you know, uh, this person is 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 just not my kind of person. So we have to legislate against them. And I, I just don't think that's fair. I think I think in America the thing that makes America so great is that here you have the freedom to be a fucking dick. You know, you have the freedom here to just be the biggest piece of shit that you want. And as long as you're not causing any r- direct physical harm to anybody, that's cool, man. You know, like I mean, you're probably not gonna have like you know I'm I'm not gonna want to hang out with you. You know, you're you know, but like you'll hang out with people that are like you and and this is you know what i did my last podcast on communities and tribes you know i mean really it's just unfucking believable that we can't seem to really get it through our heads that that is the key to everything you know it really is like you know getting together with your fellow man and 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 coming together on like you know like minded activities that you can get along with and that you can build a community around. I mean, that is the whole point of uh uh you know, that's that's the whole um and that's the whole thing. You know, I mean, it's like you know, we don't need to we don't need to live in a society that forces people to get along. That forces people to think a certain way, to behave a certain way, you know the 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 true test um, of freedom, and this is um, let me read a little something from uh, the Tom Wood Show. Uh, Walter Williams, um, who was on the Tom Wood Show, uh, was was uh, w- w- was um, what they were talking about free speech, and uh, and Walter Williams is a uh, is a brilliant. Just absolutely, I mean, just one of the great, you know, uh, economic minds of of our time. Author of, you know, several books and a uh, black man, you know. Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, he he's uh, he's definitely uh, someone that kind of, you know. What's the word I'm looking for like when 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 you know he I guess defies labels you know it's like a black libertarian or a black conservative it's like you know the people on the left they want to be like oh you're you know you're selling out you're you know you're not supporting your team when in fact he's like no. You know, I'm actually not racist, I'm actually not selling anybody out, I'm a human being, and I'm talking about our human, our common human issues, and I'm trying to solve them in a reasonable and logical way. I'm not forcing people to be in groups, and I'm not shouting people down with nonsensical garbage. So, uh, so, so Walter Williams uh, goes on to say, so I'm I'm gonna I, I'm gonna read. I listened to the Tom Woods show episode that Walter Williams is, was on, and I forget exactly what episode it was. I'll find it and I'll put a link in there. But I'm just gonna read the notes that I wrote from the episode. Sometimes I listen to podcasts and and, and take notes, and uh, I like learning that way. So there, you know, when we're talking about ideas and we're talking about you know different kinds of philosophies and and different ways of thinking, um. You know, it, it comes to a point in time where, you know, there's, we can't find a common ground. You know, there, there's no common ground to be had. And we see this all the time in marriages, you know, in relationships, I mean, in dating, you know I mean? You date somebody and it goes well for a little while maybe. And then after a while, you start to disagree with things and things don't really go to the, according to the, to, the, to how they were before. So you have disagreements. So what are you going to do? Are you going to force the other person to, to think the way that you want? Or are you going to, you know, call Washington, D.C. and, and try and get a, a, a law passed so that you can stay in a relationship with Your girlfriend or boyfriend, because they, uh, you know, because you want to, you want to force them to agree with you. I mean, that's just highly immoral, and 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 you know that that's just the whole. That's the whole reason why I'm a libertarian, because I don't think it's morally right to uh, infringe on someone else's rights. You know, somebody you you have. I tweeted this out the other day, and I think it was kind of controversial. But I said, look, you know, if you if you don't believe in the free market. If you don't believe in the voluntary free market, the exchange, the voluntary exchange of goods and services between two consensual uh, people uh, for mutual benefit, if you don't believe in that, then you don't believe in freedom. And, and, and if you don't believe in freedom, then that means that you don't believe in property rights. So, you know, that, and if you don't believe in property rights, you don't believe in self-ownership. So if you don't own yourself and you don't believe in freedom and you don't believe in free markets and you don't believe in the voluntary exchange of ideas and goods and services, if you don't believe in any of that stuff, then, you know, then none of us uh, own each, you know, then we all own each other. No one owns themselves. And then, you know, rape, murder and theft aren't crimes. You know, I mean, it's 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 either one way or the other. There's no in between. You know, there really is no in between. If you if you believe in freedom, then you believe in property rights, then you believe that you and you your body is your property and that you can do with it what you wish. So if you believe that, then you believe that it's immoral then for another person to force their way upon you. And that means that you that you do believe that rape and theft and murder are crimes and are highly immoral. So it's either one way or the other. You believe one, or the you believe the other. You're either on the immoral side of things, or you're on the moral side of things. You're either right, or you're wrong. Um, and that's really what it is. It's it's there's no gray area. I'm sorry, you know, there there just isn't. And I've I've been ruminate, ruminating about this for a little while. And now, so I'll just read from from. Uh, from Walter Williams so we're talking about so this episode is going to be uh talking about you know the difference between the left and the right and the way of thinking and the different philosophies and and kind of my personal journey and everything like that and and this is because i noticed that you know right now i think we're at a very crucial point in time right now where you know there's really a lot of outrage on the left and there's a lot of backlash on the right and there's this reactionary back and forth and i you know there's this whole thing going on with the alt-right movement but there's also this, you know, the, the the social justice warrior, PC, you know, shutting down free speech on college campus, um, lefty, righteous indignation, moral superiority, culture, whatever you want to label that as, they are responsible for creating the alt-right their response like every action has a reaction every re- mirror has a reflection and that is exactly what it is the social justice warriors and the alt-right are pretty much one and the same you know it's like opposite ends of the spectrum two sides of extreme one created the other and that's what you get that's what happens So in this battle of ideas, in this battle of philosophy, in this left-right paradigm that we live in, in this world of duality that we're in, whether we like it or not, there has to be some serious questions that are raised. And those serious questions are, well, if we can't compromise and we can't live together, then what are the options? And you know, secession is one of them. And I and I'm a huge fan of secession. And if you don't know what secession is, it's basically separation. You know, the 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 when the states of, of the United States of America were founded, the states had the power, they hired the federal government essentially to be a you know protector of the states. The states are the agents and they hired the federal government with with knowledge. that if the the federal government were to infringe on the states' rights, that the states could nullify their contract. They can nullify their laws. And this is what we've seen with the recreational marijuana law. And this is why it's so important, because you have Jeff Sessions and Sean Spicer now talking about how they want to crack down on state-legislated marijuana laws. And that is wrong. The states have the rights, not the federal government on these matters. Anyway, so we're living in a country where you know there's these two extremes and if it's if we can't agree then maybe we should separate right i mean that is essentially how you know th- th- like that that is essentially how things are done that is normally how things are done so i'm going to read this little bit from Walt- walter williams he says you know se- secession is like marriage you know, why should we stay together? Why not separate and get a divorce? The states delegated power to the federal government. If the states didn't believe they had the right to secede, they never would have ratified the Constitution that way. The federal government was created by the states. The states are the principles, and the federal government is the agent. Oh, all right, yeah, that's right. Uh, the states have the right to fire the agent. We have the right to nullify laws that are unconstitutional. Madison Jefferson said if we give the Supreme Court monopoly on interpretation of the Constitution, then we would give them, uh, we would be living in an oligarchy. And so, you know, he goes on to say, they're talking about diff- different opinions and different ideas. He says, look, freedom is about people have the right to engage in discrimination on any basis they want. But you don't have the right to use the government to force other people to concur with you. The true test of whether people believe in the idea of freedom of association doesn't come when you allow people to be free to associate in ways you think they should. It comes in, it comes in ways that you find despicable. Okay, and just like free speech, it doesn't come when people let others say what they think they should say. The true test to free speech is when people can allow others to say things that they find offensive. And so, you know, I hold like, you know, the the, the reason is the reason why it's okay. to allow the, this kind of stuff is because I hold liberty in such high regard. You know, the liberty is more – once you start giving an inch in the direction of authoritarianism, then you give a mile. So I I hold liberty in such high regard that I, I feel like – that is it is the fundamental god-given birthright of every single individual that has emerged into this world from whichever realm from wherever wherever where we came from whichever you know group of stars or galaxy or universe or or or, or dimension wherever you think that we emerge from wherever you think life comes from however you think we've evolved whatever it is we wind up here and we don't know why we're here and we just come into the we are born into this world we're born into this and you know, we are we are all sovereign states. We are all sovereign consciousnesses. You know, we we the, you know, I I I have a tendency to believe that that everything is connected. That we are all one in a certain sense. You know, we're not all one in the sense that I can go and just you know slit my my friend's throat because oh he's just me and you know we're all one and it doesn't matter. No, we're all one in the sense that we're all sort of in this same, we all are like, you know, connected by the, 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 these vibrations and, you know, by, by, by energy and by, by things that we can't really define. We're all made up of the same thing. Neil deGrasse Tyson says it's like, we're all made of stardust. The same components that you see when you look up at the night sky is what is inside of you. It's the same components, carbon, you know, the nitrogen, you know. It's all the same components, the same matter, and I and, and I and I truly do believe that that is why we like to look up at the stars and gaze up at the stars. I mean, I remember being in Peru, uh, and and just you know just on my way to the ayahuasca ceremonies at night, and just stopping and just standing in awe of the night sky in the clear black you know, just brightly speckled, crystal clear, like out of a movie, night sky, like a painting in this pristine jungle environment. I mean, there is a connection to the divine there. There is a connection to the divine in that moment, in that yearning for more, in that contemplation, in that wonder, in that you know, in that in that moment of of looking up and looking at that star and being like, you know, feeling almost connected, feeling like maybe that is where my where my place at the table and the you know where my seat at the table is in the in in the uh, grand scheme of things, you know, maybe maybe this you know in maybe when we die we go back to being stars or something, you know, our energy releases or maybe that's where we came from or you know who the hell knows? I don't know. Nobody fucking knows. You know, I mean, we have guesses, we have good guesses, we have all this stuff, but my point is, when you look up and you see that, there's a connection there. You know, and for me, it's it's just the the ultimate, the ultimate feeling. I love, I love gazing at a, at a at a nice starry night. I feel really connected to to the universe to myself to my being and to others and so if there's this universal kind of connection that we can tap into and that we can feel and that if we all deep down have the same sorts of desires for for love and for you know for for self-improvement for gain for you know for putting we all have basic desires right i mean we gotta put food in our mouths and we gotta poop and pee and you know so everybody can relate on some level there's some level that we can all relate to. We all enjoy, you know, music for the most part. And we all have languages that we, we use and symbols that we choose and ways in which we identify ourselves and, and whatnot. And so we all have these basic kind of connections. And this is one of the things that I love about Joseph Campbell is Joseph Campbell talks about the monomyth, you know, the stories that are all similar, the hero's journey, the hero with a thousand faces, you know, it's it's you, it's me, it's everybody. We all share in on the hero's journey. We're all a part of the hero's journey, and I truly believe that. And and so, you know, in this in this universal oneness, in this consciousness, you know, it, I saw a Rick and Morty episode uh, recently, and I love that show. Rick and Morty's awesome, and there's this one with uh, with uh, unity. It's like um, he goes. It, there's a collective hive mind consciousness on this planet they go to, and so that means that the the consciousness is is one, it, and there's no individuality. So everything's perfect. There's you can have anything. You, there's no war. There's no fighting. There's nothing. It's utopia because everybody thinks the same. Everybody's the same. There's literally everybody's the same. But you know, it's kind of almost like, well, what fun is that? You know, it might be fun for a little while, but I think, you know, if if you look at life as a game, you know, it's like, it's pretty cool, you know, because everybody gets dealt a different hand and it's kind of like, all right, well, let's see what we can do with this. And, and if you believe in the principle of the universal connection of, of, of a one kind of consciousness, experiencing itself subjectively through every living thing that's on the planet. You know, there's this great quote, and I forget exactly who it is. And if someone listening wants to look it up and find it, that would be amazing. But it's something like, it's not enough to see the world through my own eyes traveling around. Like, like I can see the world... Uh, And I could travel around the world, like I see the world as myself. But the true, uh, like mind-blowing thing is to see the world through the eyes of everything that's ever lived and ever had. You know, it's like that is really cool. That's a really cool thing to think about. It's like, you know, if 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 conscious, if the goal of consciousness is to kind of understand itself, you know, through various subjective points of view. Uh, from a frog, uh, from a person, from a dog, from a tree, from uh, a flower. I mean, that's just, that's a beautiful concept to me, you know? And if you believe in like, you know, this, this, this idea of reincarnation and, and, and all this kind of stuff, I mean, just think about this, just think about how mind blowing that is, you know, think about the fact that like, forget about the universe, think about multiverse, you know, what if there's multiple dimensions, multiple universes, infinite realities, infinite possibilities We're all one, you never die, there's always reincarnation, but you experience yourself from a subjective point of view from a different life form at every stage, and you never remember because if you remember you would be insane that would be just you there would be no way for that, and then it wouldn't be fun you know it's it's really a fucking trip when you think about that I mean. It, it, it really it really makes you kind of smile and really and really appreciate what this magical thing that we call reality is i mean it really and 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 this is where this is where i want to take a little bit of a turn in this talk because you can ha you can really get caught up in that way of thinking and, and this is a great way. This is a great way to think. No, no doubt about it. I, you know, some of my favorite thinkers of all time, Alan Watts and Terrence McKenna and, and people like that. Um, I love listening to Terrence McKenna lectures, and I love listening to Alan Watts, and I love listening to Ram Dass, and I love listening to these guys. Um, and uh, but it's like you know. At the end of the day, you really got to ask yourself, am I really living in this world? You know, and it, and it, that that is something that I have personally struggled with for the past oh, I don't know, maybe 6 years or so. And I've come to the conclusion recently that you know I I really am subscribing more to the theory of how do I want to say this well here's the thing I'm 32 now so I guess I really am an adult there's no denying it you know and I've been an adult for quite some time I probably haven't acted like an adult for a long time, but there comes a certain point in time where, you know, I was listening to Ben Shapiro talk. Ben Shapiro is a Orthodox Jewish conservative um, uh, author and uh, columnist and and host of his own podcast, The Ben Shapiro Show, and he's fant- he's a brilliant guy, totally smart very you know I admire the hell out of the guy I, he's my age and he you know he graduated from Harvard Law School when he was I don't know like maybe 20 graduated from Harvard Law School when he was like 20 <laughs> you know when I was 20 I was I don't even know what the fuck I was doing you know I was, I, I think I might have like dropped out or of, of college for a year because there, there was like a point where I stopped going and my anyway my point is he made a, a, an argument about you know the, the conservative message that that's being pitched and why it's not effective you know why how come logic is not winning the day you know because at the end of the day being a libertarian and being an anarcho capitalist libertarian and being a psychedelic uh you know psychedelically minded person such as myself, you know, enjoying the the, the, the world of psychedelics and, and, and that sort of thing, um, there's a tendency for people to just kind of lump you in and think that you're like a hippie or a leftist. And that's just not the case. And so I find myself in this odd position where it's like, well, well, I guess I'm sort of a right wing liberal, you know. I, you know, and, and anyway, so I'm listening to Ben Shapiro talking. and he's talking about how, you know, conservatives are right with, with, um, when it comes to kind of their message with, with, uh, the free markets and the way that, you know, that, the, that, that we should interact with each other and, and also, you know, human decency and civility. And, and those are all things that I believe in, you know. My, my dad is a Democrat, but he's a conservative. You know, my dad's a conservative Democrat you know, very, very conservative. He, he's, uh, you know, one of these people that goes to church, like, you know, every day of the week. So highly religious, very, very religious person, uh, voted Democrat, probably his whole life, you know, he's a Democrat, he's a teacher, part of the teachers union, public school teacher, Democrat, and conservative. And so I and I grew up in New York. I grew up in a very Jewish area, and I, and it was you know left liberal Democrats mostly, you know, and um, and so so Ben Shapiro makes this point that the moral arguments need to be communicated, you know, for this conservative viewpoint, and there's no real like foothold, you know. And it just made me that, I don't know, for, 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 you know, there's no anchor because he's an Orthodox Jewish person. And, you know, I'm thinking about my dad, who's a very religious person who's on the Democrat side. So my dad's a, Dem- a conservative Democrat who's very religious. And I'm like, you know, there's, there is something that, <clears throat> there is something that religion does provide you with. You know, that's undeniable, I think. And for the longest time, I, I had, I had been somebody that was, totally rejecting, uh, you know, just rejecting religion altogether. You know, by the time I was 13, I was like, all right, cool. I don't, you know, they told me that after my confirmation that I wouldn't have to participate in going to church anymore. I wouldn't have to participate in going to nightly religious school. We went once a week to a religious uh, CCD program and I hated it. I just absolutely hated it. I, I just, I, I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like any kind of structure, or any or or authority when I was a kid. I rejected everything. I, I hated everybody, you know. I just rebelled against every single possible authority that you could throw at me. So when I was thirteen, I stopped going, and I and and uh, I was like, "Good riddance with that shit." And I started to slowly, over time, become more and more of an atheist, like more and more of a strict like Christopher Hitchens style atheist just you know shouting down people that you know believe in religion you know I would I would yell at my parents I'd be like you believe in a silly stupid fantasy you know w- grow up wake up what the fuck are you doing I totally don't feel like that anymore and this is you know relatively new and I think you know it really religion really does give people a strong core moral fundamental value of virtue and 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 just being a good decent human being. It gives you good decent human morals, and um, and I think a large part of of the decline of uh, of our civilization is is just the lack of any of that structure in place. And I look at the I look at the people that are leading the kind of spiritual, whatever you want to call it, I don't know new age, psychedelic, kind of Renaissance era, spirituality movement, and they're all socialists. you know they're they're all socialists. They're all language policing, PC bullies. And, uh, and, and I just, that, that's just, that doesn't jive with me. That's not who I am. You know, I, uh, I, I feel that I can relate more to a person like my father or a person like Ben Shapiro who has, um, very conservative values, but, I get those values from psychedelics. So So I I I'm going to focus a lot of my time now on developing this connection that I have here. This right-wing psychedelia. Um <laughs> right-wing psychedelia. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like, you know, how many people are out there right now, you know, wearing Make America Great Again hats and then, you know, eating LSD? You know, it's like, I don't think too many, maybe just me. I don't know. But that's the other thing that I want to touch on too, is about the, the eating LSD and, and all that stuff. It's like, look, these things are, are heavy. You know, these are these are these are wonderful, amazing substances. But just like anything else, they can be very damaging too. I mean, very, very damaging. And I, I, I don't think I've done a good job on this show talking about that as much. And, and, and so I want to talk a little bit about some of the dangers. And I'll talk from a personal uh, journey perspective. So, so for me personally, I think some of the dangers of psychedelics can be getting lost in the world of awe. You know, I think Terrence McKenna had a really good really good statement he said once about DMT. And he said, Don't you know, when you're smoking DMT and you and you enter and you break through and you're in that DMT world and you're seeing all the geometrical patterns and the fractals and like the robot machine elves and all that, you know, middle of space and all these colors and everything meshing and mold. You know, when you're when you're astounded by all that stuff, don't give in to astonishment you know, don't give in to the astonishment. And I think that, uh, you know, for psychedelics, for a lot of people, you know, you know, fucking a man, I mean, so many people are just searching for meaning for for a purpose. I mean, that's really what it boils down to is there's so many people out there that are hungry, that are really, really hungry, that are yearning that, that need to be their souls need to be quenched with some kind of meaning and purpose and desire. And they, they want to be good and they want to do good and they want to feel good and you know there's so many misguided people being led in different kinds of directions because they really do feel from their inner core that they want to do the right thing or be the right person or they think oh maybe i could maybe if i just did this then then these people would accept me or maybe if i did that then i would be liked more or you know or maybe if i really you know maybe if i really dove into this then that could provide me with something and sometimes you know these are just subconscious things you know, that, that go on, you know, subconsciously people I see people doing things, you know, forming groups, you know, getting involved and, in, you know, deeply involved in certain things because, it. you know, once you get in there, it's like, all right, I'm in a club and this is the rules of the club. And and then you stick to those rules and you fight for what that is and you feel like you're really a part of something and you feel like you're really making a movement and you feel like you're really kind of, you know, you're you're, you're, you're really on this hero's journey. You know, you're the hero, and you're on this journey, and you and you have this meaning, and you're going to do it. You know, and this could be from the smallest thing to the biggest thing. It's it's a range of things, but we all have a craving for meaning and purpose in our lives, and we fill that 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 whole with all kinds of different things. We fill it with food, we fill it with drugs, we fill it with heroin, we fill it with sex, we fill it with porn, we fill it with, um, you know, political ideologies, we fill it with religion, we fill it with, uh, you know, all sorts of things, sports, exercise, um, you know, uh, writing, uh, reading, whatever it is. There's, there's, you, Everybody knows somebody that really grabs onto something and, and uses that thing to really give, to identify them as, as, as to who they are, what they're all about, why they're here, and, and you know, it almost as a revolt against mortality as well, you know, it's like, well, fuck, you know, we all know we're going to die, you know, we're not thinking about it every day, holy shit, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, but it's like, oh, it's, it's always there, it's omnipresent, it's, in, it's inside of you, and it's a subconscious motivator for a lot of the things that you do whether you realize it or not. And so all of these things are very important. And what I think can be done and what I think I would like to try and do and try and strategize a way or, or mold this kind of theory, if you know, if I could sum up kind of what I'm trying to to, to 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 bring together is that we no matter no matter if you're on the left or the right, no matter what your political uh Whatever your association is, whatever your mode of thinking, whatever your ideologies are and philosophy is, and we all have these common things that, that we share. We can all, we can all express ourselves and give more meaning and purpose to our lives if we were allowed to live in, a, in an environment that encouraged us, to do to 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 do that number one, and didn't in, and also if we lived not under a state that tried to impose its will on us and that did things on our behalf that we didn't want to do, and so this is a big big principle in in my my philosophy and my way of thinking is that the the state and when I say like so our 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 acceptance and our allowance of a group of people to claim that they have a moral and legitimate authority to rule over us, to tax us, to go to war on our behalf, to do all kinds of things. That claim is absurd. It's absurd. It's not it doesn't exist. Just it's it's fake. You know, so so if we can if we can eliminate that concept if people stop looking to the government for solutions if people stop trusting in the government stop believing in them as an institution pull away from that peacefully opt out and peacefully resist that and at the same time i think it's also a good idea also to have people in the system fighting to Uh, bring the system down as well within the system. I think it's a two pronged approach. And I think this is one of the things that's very difficult for a lot of people understand. Look, I can hold two simultaneously disparate arguments in my head. Like I can hold diametrically opposed views in my head at the same time and wrestle them around. I, you know, I think this is one of the most important things to do. And I think this is also one of the reasons why, you know, I've Feel almost like I'm being ripped apart sometimes because I allow for two different ideas to exist in my head at the same time. More than two, three, four, five. I'm always, you know, I, I saw a quote, I forget who said this, but they said, Life is, you know, life is like uh, wake, waking up in the middle of the night to find that you're bet you know that you're you're naked and you're and you're balancing on one foot on a trapeze and you're juggling uh three you know three or four tennis balls on fire you know over like a bed of nails <laughs> you know it's like that's that's really what it is i mean we're all just like moving forward you know this this law of motion just like we're, we're all going we're all moving we're all moving and just keep moving just keep going you know but at the same time it's like you're juggling all these different things a lot of people stop the juggle you know a lot of people just sit they just go all right well god created the earth and uh there were dinosaurs once and uh there's a government and that's the way it is and uh let me figure out you know let me just watch kardashians and fucking you know jerk off and you know eat cheeseburgers and you know i'll fucking just i'll be dead one day and you know who the hell knows whatever And you know, if you want to think that way, go ahead. I mean, that's cool. I mean, if that's if that's the way you want to think. But I know that there's people out there that that are looking for a little something more. And so to them I say go get it. <laughs> I mean, you know, there there, you know, so 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 I think I think a large part of for me, for my journey you know, I think that, uh, just getting back to where I, I went off on a little bit of a tangent and Hey, if you're new to the show, this is kind of what I do. All right. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll, uh, start taking some guests on or something like that, uh, from, from, from the listeners. Uh, so we can, so, so I can have like, uh, someone to pull me in, you know, like a tangent puller back or something like that. I, I, I definitely need someone like that. I definitely I definitely do that uh, on part of the problem, I think. You know, if things kind of go off the rails, I, I can be there to kind of be like, all right, we're, we're, where the hell are we going here? So I kind of I need someone like that. But what I was saying was and one of the dangers of psychedelics, I think, one of the dangers of psychedelics and one of the dangers that, that I fell prey to and that I fell victim to was – the in my search in my quest for truth i i lost touch with this ver, the, the, the real world you know whatever you know this is the reality of this world that exists you know, I lost touch because I gave into the euphoria, and I gave into the awe, and I gave into the magic and the wonder that's in the psychedelic world. Now, th- th- that view is incorrect. You don't want you don't want to drop out of society, you don't want to drop out. You know, and and give into this, give into the awe, and as Terence McKenna says, give into astonishment. And now, all of a sudden, you know, everything becomes just like well. You know, nothing really, you know, nothing really matters, you know, we're all connected, we're all divine, we're all one, you know, so therefore, you know, just take care of me, give me stuff, you know, I didn't ask to be here, you know, this is just kind of, you know, this is the way things are and... uh you know it, 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 there's this tendency and 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 I understand now why so many people on the on the left are or why so many people into psychedelics are on the left and not on the right it's because you know that that the, the, the giving into the magic and the wonder of of the psychedelic world you know w- how Whether it's true or not and and you know and i and I'm a believer in that it is true, you know like when i have prof- when i have profound mushroom experiences on 7 grams of mushrooms in silent darkness i'm in a magical world and and i'm receiving all kinds of information about all kind of like and experiencing euphoria and laughing and just you know the the, the 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 just the the beauty of life the the realness and the rawness of this biological you know meat vehicle that we have here that we're driving around in our organs and cells and and i'm just like fully immersed in this magical colorful wonderful world and you know it's just absolutely beautiful and we're all connected and this can be an amazing world and an amazing place and all those good feelings and all that good stuff but i what you the real what you have to do is you have to do what religions do with this stuff is that you have to when you when you have this direct experience with the divine and that's what this is all about for me the direct experience with the divine direct experience you know the dignity of the individual and 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 the primacy of direct experience when you when you get that power nobody can deny that from you nobody can take that away from you nobody Rather than giving into the world of awe and living a flowery, lovey, you know, life of leisure and, you know, just kind of, you know, giving into giving into the the mind blowing lovey dovey um, hippie mentality of 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 you know a socialistic kind of way of being. I mean it's cool if you want to get together with some people and do that voluntarily. And I had a guest on the show, Mike Margulies uh, from symposia who was talking about voluntary socialism. And I'm like, Hey, in a libertarian society, voluntary socialism is cool. But also you have to realize that at the end of the day, it doesn't really work, you know? And that's why you have to force people to do it. So, but, but I think what, we need to do is we need to treat these things just like judeo-christian uh religions you know judeo-christian values the judeo christian religious structure you know there's something to that there's something to that you know when you walk into a church and it's like "Oh, oh Mm-hmm. Oh, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Our oh, Father who art in heaven, thy kingdom. Heaven. You know, and they're, mm-hmm-hmm. and they have the, the stained glass windows and the organs playing and the priest is talking in that weird way. and I mean, there's there's that is a psychedelic inducing experience. Without the psychedelics, it's a it's a it's a mediated version of the direct experience of the divine. It's a mediated experience because you know power structures like churches, re, you know religions and government, they want you know they're, it's like the Wizard of Oz. They want they don't want you to see what's behind the curtain. They just want you to experience the show, and there's. You know, there there might not be anything totally wrong with that if people are really gaining value from it, and I think that people really are. And I and I've learned to accept that. I've learned to accept that. And Joseph Campbell has been a very big help. You know, if you look at these stories, uh, the stories of the Bible and the story and these kinds of stories, if you look at them with, you know, as myths as, as metaphors, then, uh, you know, then you'll, 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 you'll be better for it. You'll be in better shape. You know, if you look at these stories, uh, literally, well, that's when you have, you know, ISIS, the Spanish Inquisition, you know, Giordano Bruno being burned at the stake and, and, and whatnot, you know, it's, uh, those are the times of history where we don't want to. And I used to quote Christopher Hitchens used to say, you know, never forget what how the Christians would act when they thought that they really had God on their side. And, he's, and he was right. You know, but the, the, the point here is to not take these stories literally, to take them metaphorically. Or, or, you know, take them however you want to take them, but don't impose them on other people and don't misinterpret them to mean that you're superior and you should kill other people that don't believe you. I mean, that is wrong. If your religion says that you should kill other people, then your religion is wrong. Sorry. I mean, that's just, you know, like, if your religion says you should kill other people, then you should not be allowed to practice that religion. That religion is wrong and you should be stopped immediately. And so... You know, um, so this 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 psychedelic business, you know, I mean, it's it's one of the one of the things that Terence McKenna and his brother Dennis McKenna were, you know, talking about so much is is how can we take the psychedelic world and bring it back? You know how like the, the they had a story. Uh, my 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 um, my memory uh, is slipping on this. Oh, the uh, the Brotherhood of the Screaming Abyss is Dennis McKenna's book about their time going down to La Torreira to try and find um, like you know there's some Holy Grail of of psychedelics or something. They wound up stumbling upon mushrooms. They wound up eating mushrooms for like three weeks. Dennis McKenna had like a psychotic episode. Anyway, the the uh, the, the value, I think, the, the values that you can learn under the influence under these things in a responsible set and setting and and using them as 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 tools. and I, and I love the fact that maps and the Hefter Institute and Johns Hopkins University and professor uh, D- Dr. David Nutt uh, in England are doing these experiments because uh, excuse me, because they are legitimizing these things. they are m- mainstreaming these things and maybe, what we need is we need these things to be mainstream so then they can be a little bit more acceptable so then we can really start to to uh, inject them into things like what i'm talking about kind of you know anarcho capitalist uh, philosophy you know mixed with uh religious sacred psychedelic shamanistic practices you know i th- i think that if we can do that if we can merge those two things I think that's a winning combination for uh, not only healing people on an individual level, because ayahuasca and mushrooms and things like that have have the potential. You know, I'll just talk specifically about ayahuasca. Ayahuasca has the potential to to really heal, you know, people that are traumatized. And I think this is why a lot of people who are victims of abuse and things like that really gravitate towards psychedelics as well, is because it really does. Um, help you really heal. It really does. And I and I talked about this on, on my ayahuasca journey. If you haven't listened to this, I have a four part series called My Ayahuasca Journey. I detail the whole thing, why I went to go do ayahuasca and, and, and how I I came to do it and the trip down there. And I document the whole thing. Four part series of, of my ayahuasca trip to Peru. And so so I think that if you can really um you know if you if you if you have a philosophy that's that's morally sound like anarcho-capitalism right which is basically you know the philosophy is based off of the libertarian uh notion of the non-aggression principle and property rights right everybody owns themselves you own your own body and you know when you you uh, mix your uh, material with you know if when you mix material with your labor, then you create property and then you can then use that property to exchange with other people for a mutually beneficial trade where both parties benefit in a voluntary free market without anybody taxing or imposing their will on you just just people agreeing on things and trading in a free uh, space. you know okay so if you take that principle, and and the, and the anarchist principle goes even further where it's like you know it's it's just basically like there's 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 no go, you know there's no state there's no government there's no uh legitimate use of force in society everything is is done in the private markets by voluntary free market trade and, and interaction uh property rights non-aggression principle once you have those things standard and and set and then if once you introduce shaman uh, like shamanistic um uh, you know therapeutic healing with psychedelics uh as part of of as part of the human experience as something that we live with in our lives something that you know these th- this is something that i really admire about these native tribes that have that have used these psychedelic medicines for 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 years is that it it's you know and i and when i think about this I, t- I have a tendency to think about the native american tribes of uh north america because you know that's where i live so you know it, it, i think about the the rituals you know the whether it's smoking of the tobacco pipe or you know whatever the rituals that they do you know the dancing around the fire and you know like i was talking about before looking at the stars you know these people lived in in nature they lived in society like they were a part of it they were had a vested interest in every in all of it and they were connected to it and they got to they got to they had the freedom to experience the divine on, with their own personal connection. I think that is what is so lost in our secular, you know, culture here in the West, where we see this kind of, de- 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 you know, de-evolution de- de- and this regressiveness into kind of confused hedonistic tendencies that, that don't aren't really that that aren't really nourishing to one's soul and that aren't really virtuous and they're you know they make people cynical and jaded and and angry and and then when you make people like that, then, then people feel entitled to things. And, you know, when people feel entitled to things, then they, you know, they, they, they feel like they just deserve things for, from, from you, you know, so you can go and and you can work and you can earn a living. And then, you know, someone can go around and say, Hey, I'm a victim and I deserve what you have because, you know, and and so anyway, so, so this, this lack of this connection, you know, if we can bridge this gap with, with anarcho-capitalist, you know, philosophy coupled with, coupled with, a a cultural, uh, culturally infused, traditional uh, psychedelic therapeutic rites of passage kind of healing ceremonial type of activities through people's lives. You know, uh, I talked about this on another podcast, but one of the big things for uh, for young boys that we don't do anymore is this rite of passage. You know, the, the Upanishads, uh, Joseph Campbell talks about, they, they would kidnap the boys when they were around 13 years old in the middle of the night. They would take the boys, the men would take the boys and they would kidnap them, they blindfold them, they take them out to the woods and they would, they would throw them into the... Into the darkness and then they would run out and they would put masks on of all these like different kinds of demons and goblins and ghouls and the boys were scared and freaked out they didn't know what was going on and then they, they would come running out from the bushes the men with the the ghoul masks and the demon masks on and you know kind of try and you know the boys would have to try and get their way out of the situation and this was was seen as a rite of passage you know this was like a test like are you ready to become a man and that was done around 13 years old. You know, now we don't have anything like that. And and we and we we have just, you know, this this kind of leftist socialist kind of regressive attitude of everybody's just going to get taken care of and we're all just going to, you know, be okay and you know, whatever. That this has prolonged that kind of childlike prepubescent mentality into well into old age, well into like, you know, people in their 30s. You know, I'm, 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 I'm one of them, you know, I'm a victim of, I'm a victim of that. I'm a victim of falling into that belief system for sure. You know, for sure. And uh, so, but psychedelics done in a, in a responsible set and setting in a, in a traditional kind of ceremonial, communal, tribal way. You know, nourishing can nourish your soul and it can be done in a way that is, you know, we can make this in a way where it is just as respected as uh, being a a church, a church goer every Sunday or whatnot. Except, you know, the only the only thing that I think for me personally, that makes psychedelics different than religion is that you experience your own experience. You have your own experience and you gather from that experience what you will. And I think it's important to have shamans around to help guide these experiences, you know, to help people when they go through troubling or difficult things. Because really, what you're doing is you're 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 entering your own psyche, you know. You know the, these these uh, these trips that people take down to Peru and and all this stuff to go and do ayahuasca, and they come back and they say it changed their life, like me. It's we 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 wouldn't need to use ayahuasca in that way anymore. You know, if, if this was something that we uh, grew up with, you know, if this was something that was in our culture, you know, the natives that are down there that grow up with this stuff, they don't. They're not doing ayahuasca because they need to, you know, find out why their parents didn't love them, or you know, uh, or because they're depressed and they don't know why, and they found out that they were beaten when they were a kid or something. You know, they're not going down there to uncover all this gook all this junk all this shit that's been you know that's been it's been thrust upon us for our whole lives because we've been living in this uh civilization that's counterintuitive to natural human being the state of natural human of being a natural human being you know that that there there is a very 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 stark contrast between the civilization that we've built to live in and how we actually should be living. There's no doubt about that. And 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 I think that the old world power structures of state and church and the new world power structure of corporation are all three of those are contributing factors to the way in which we have created a society that no longer serves us we've created a society that no longer serves the individual, no longer has dignity for the individual, and instead would prefer to put people into groups and hopefully not put people into camps because we've seen that happen before in history and we sure as hell want to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And unfortunately, when you're when you when you're in a living in a time like this, where people are hungry and people are searching for meaning and people feel like they've been slighted and they've been screwed over and they've been oppressed and you know, they're, they're growing up and and they're going to school and everyone's telling them that they're oppressed and they're a victim and all this kind of stuff. You know, you better watch out because these people are looking for a reason. They're looking for a reason and it doesn't have to go down this way. You know, it doesn't have to go down this path. You know, we we can work together. We can love each other. You know, there's not gonna. I'm not saying we're all gonna hold hands and it's gonna be a total utopia. You know, I think that we should we should think more about decentralization, secession. You know, going your own way, being your own person. You know, having have. Let's have respect for people. You know, let's let's cherish the individual. I mean, I'm telling you, if we if we are able. To put together a, a a a way to form this kind of society. I mean, who knows? You know, the sky's the limit. In, increase human happiness. Increase uh, progress. Increase freedom. Increase leisure time. And you know, there's just there will be an increase, in and in, uh, almost everything across the board. Love, connection meaning purpose drive responsibility dignity integrity you know these are things that we got to bring back and and these are values that you can get from using psychedelics i really i really do believe that you know because i stand firmly in in the camp of you know it is my moral right to explore the nature of my being, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be the archaeologist of my mind. I'm going to be the one that's excavating the depths of my psyche. I'm going to be the one that's turning the mirror on into myself. You know, you want to make the world a better place, make yourself a better place. And that's the way we do it. That's really the way that we do it. Yes, society is fucked up. Yes, people are being oppressed. Yes, there's injustice yes there's there's bad things that are happening yes there's been bad things that have happened in history yes the subjugation and oppression of uh, and murder and and theft of people is wrong and has been happening and still happens to this day but what are we going to do about it what are we really going to do about it you know the 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 big secret the big key you know the big mystery. You know to the, to the grand question. You know you'll have. You know you, you can have all the, the 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 Ivy League. You know liberal professors and these you know intellectual uh, people pontificate and 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 elaborate in their in their you know uh, magical sorcerous linguistic ways uh, of talking and, and 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 you know not saying anything, just kind of going in circles with their with their bullshit fluff talk. Um, you can have them talk about all day about how, like, well, you know, the reality of the situation and you have to be pragmatic here and, you know, there's this institutional structure and I, you know, blah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck all that. Here's the reality. We're here. We're alive. We're breathing. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to, are, you know, if you don't, if you, if you don't take, take charge and if you don't improve yourself, someone's going to take charge and improve yourself for you you know, none of us want that to happen. And, you know, sometimes what happens is people get conditioned for so long, they get conditioned into thinking that they, that there's, you know, that they, they're helpless and that, you know, yeah, you know, I do need someone to take care of me because I'm, I'm helpless. You're not helpless. You have choices. We all have choices. We all make so many choices every day, you know, I remember reading this thing about uh, that Tim Ferriss posted about like, just eat the same breakfast every morning, because that, you know, change it up maybe like week to week or whatever. But if you eat the same breakfast every morning, you eliminate choice. And when you eliminate choice, you actually free up cognitive space. And you know, Kevin Kelly talks about this uh, in one of his books, I forget, but it, you know, the way that we actually became human was that we invented fire. And by inventing fire, we outsourced Cognition, we we no longer had to spend time our mental processes on on uh you know eating raw food and then you know taking the, the the energy and the time to digest that raw food. Now instead we've invented fire, we cook it. We don't need to take that extra time to do all that work to process and digest it. So we've we've increased, we've ex- expedited our, our human progress. We've outsourced cognition. We've freed up mental space in our minds so we can think about other things so we can solve other problems. And that's been the path that that the human species has been on since we've uh, been alive on this planet. Constantly improving, constantly making things more efficient, constantly making things better and progressing so that we can all live lives of peace, happiness, love, and connection, and, and, and leisure. But when you have we have malevolent forces that wish that are, you know, there are people that are out for their own self-interest to, to a point where they cross the line from moral to immoral. That needs to be stopped. That is what needs to be stopped. The, 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 and you can stop that, you know, you, you have the power to stop that. You have the power to stop that with every single choice that you make, with every single decision that you make, with every single, um, you know, action you take with every word you speak. And I feel like this is a song with every breath you take. ah, All right. Um, I think I'm going to wrap this thing up soon, but I just want to make sure that I get that all out there. And I, I really think that, I think that, um, this idea is really kind of coming together for me, uh, and I hope to be. You know, I I I forget what author said it, but he said uh, I write to know what I think. Like I have to, I have to be able to write, or, or like what what he said was uh, the reason why he writes is so that he can know what he thinks, because he can't know you. Sometimes you can't know what you think until you start getting it out there. You know, I don't know what it is, and for me, I feel that I do a better job at talking. So for me, it's 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 you know part of this podcast is I need to know what I think, so I'm gonna talk, and I hope to come across some new ideas, some new philosophies, some new ways of thinking, and and hopefully get some feedback from some people to say you know hey I, that I thought that was cool, or you're onto something, or you know how would this work, or whatever you know so i need to i i want to know what i think and so i need to talk and i i really do um you know i really do feel that in you know in all, in in probably you know the past week this has really come to fruition but in all seriousness you know i have been ruminating on these things for about 5 6 years now you know, uh, I think 2012 was a very big year for me. 2012, in the year 2012, I, um, I took uh, LSD for the first time and had a profound spiritual experience. And that led to my obsession with psychedelics. And in 2012, I also fi- finally started to entertain the idea of libertarianism as a philosophy, and I started to discover Ron Paul and and that sort of stuff, and so those two ideas, I, I I ha you know, I would like to say that I was like convinced right away, and I think I probably have said that before, like oh yeah, once I found that there was just no going back, and I wish I could say that's true, but that wasn't true, you know, I have I had been pin, pin uh, ping ponging these ideas of like well. You know, and I've been, you know, reading, reading Marx, reading, you know, F- Freud and Bernays and um, Hegel and 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 reading just, uh, you know, just reading up on like, you know, revolutionaries, you know, Che Guevara and things like that. And then reading the other, you know, Hayek and Mises and Rothbard and Hans Hermann Hoppe and Tom Woods. I mean, you know, just just getting my hands on every fucking possible thing that I can every single disparate idea, every single diametrical, like every single possible thing that I can, that I could possibly entertain, you know, uh, you know, everything just, I, there was, there's nothing that I wouldn't look at, nothing that I wouldn't entertain, nothing that I wouldn't read. And, and, and so I think by doing that, you know, uh, I had this kind of conflict within me almost like, you know, I, I did for, I do, I firmly believed in, in libertarianism, but I also, oh, I was always questioning it, you know? And I, cause I was like, cause I was firmly believing in, in psychedelics and, 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 and doing psychedelics. And, you know, I went backpacking and I was traveling around and, and I just felt like, you know, I felt like almost like, um, maybe one philosophy was stronger than the other one one way of thinking, you know, I was like, maybe, you know, could, could this work? You know, could, could this be done? You know, is this right? Is this moral? Is this just? Does this make sense? Does this work? So it's been, you know, five, six years of constantly going over this stuff over and over and over and over again and not just going over these ideas and reading these books but actually experiencing things for myself putting myself in the world experiencing things starting businesses failing at businesses starting new businesses failing at those businesses starting new ones you know new jobs you know date, new girls new relationships you know do experimenting with all kinds of different psychedelics dosages and and things like that five dried five dried grams of in silent darkness uh, machine elves you know and all that and and so and traveling you know being like a, a vagabond backpacker and you know hitchhiking around fucking thailand and you know all that stuff and and you know Right now, I just feel, I feel grateful for the experiences that I had and the, the journeys that I've had. And, I, and I'm excited to, to take these ideas and to take this philosophy and to take these journeys forward and, and con, starting to connect more of the dots. I think initially when I started this podcast, I, I put in the description, um, I want to connect the dots between all the things that I'm interested in mythology, psychology, philosophy, libertarianism, psychedelics, you know, religion, etc. And I want to try and connect all these dots because, you know, I think that there's a tremendous amount of information out there and in the information age to be ignorant is a choice, you know, it's a choice. But you can't, you can't know everything, you know, I mean, like, there's truth is truth to a point. You know, there's I know that I'm ignorant on some things, but I mean, you know, there's just things that I just don't know. Uh, But when when new information comes to light, I'm willing to take a look at it. Um, And even if that means going in uncomfortable places. And I think that's the thing. That's the thing that a lot of psychedelically minded people don't do. They don't go down that path because they're too emotional because they're left wing and because their personality traits are more towards agreeableness and and openness, but they, they, they seem to be closed minded on this, on this kind of issue, you know, um, so I don't know. Um, but I think, I think that's it for this episode. Um, Message me, uh, friend me, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. I never promote my Twitter. I do a lot of tweeting. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Mike Brank, B-R-A-N-C. Check out my other podcast I host with uh, Dave Smith. Uh, It's called Part of the Problem. And um, Mike Adelic, part of the problem, those are both found on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, everywhere else. Um, And follow me on Twitter at Mike Brank. I'm also on Instagram at Mike Brank. I think Mike Brank on Snapchat as well. That's M-I-K-E-B-R-A and C. I have a website, mikebrank.com. So I was thinking about this today. I was like, why, why why did I choose to go Mike Brank and not Mike Brancatelli? I mean, you know, I, I think it's just uh, – it's like one of those things like where, you know, when, uh, when when immigrants came to Ellis Island, they like had to shorten their names. So when I go to the internet, I shorten my name. Brancatelli becomes Brank because I'm immigrating to the internet. So, so go uh, – and then my website, mikebrank.com, I have a, a blog – where I do sporadic, random writing, I'm really trying to get better at this thing. And and uh, anyway, so go check that out. My last post, my last blog post, was titled "Stupid Anti-Cannabis Article by Peter Hitchens Examined and Refuted." So I saw Peter. Someone brought this to my attention. Peter Hitchens, Christopher Hitchens' brother, Christopher, who I admire very much. Peter, not so much. Uh, Peter wrote an article talking about how marijuana should be illegal, because it's not a victimless crime. And that is just absurd. So I was uh, enthralled with rage and seething with it and needed to, uh, needed to vent and get this out. So I wrote a rebuttal to it. And I think I tore him apart. Uh, Pretty much, and I wrote a a, a nice little post about that. So go check that out on my blog, mikebrank.com. And uh, it was pretty fun. I I tweeted at Peter Hitchens and insulted him a couple times um, because I, I, you know, I guess you could say I trolled him to get some attention. But he gave me the attention, and uh, we had a little back and forth on Twitter. I challenged him to a debate on this show. So go read that article, mikebrank.com. That article about um, you know Peter Hitchens. uh, I'm refuting Peter Hitchens' uh, cannabis and. if you like it, you'll follow me on Twitter at Mike Brank and then we can maybe instigate a little thing with Peter Hitchens get him on the show and 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 debate him and whatnot so Uh, once again, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. And, uh, really, truly it's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to, to be spending time here, you know, just ranting into this microphone, knowing that, um, you guys are, are out there listening and the things that I'm saying are resonating with you. And I feel really, uh, I feel really, uh, you know, just... I just feel like that's just really fucking cool. And uh, I hope that some of these ideas that I'm talking about now will advance uh, further along the road and, and, and start to gel and coalesce a little bit more. And, and I can actually start to build something out of this that, that, uh, that I feel, um, you know, that, 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 that it's, it's kind of like a tangible, um, solid thing. Um, so to speak so so thanks again thanks for listening to the show and once again please if you enjoy the show um, and I know you do because you made it this far just go to iTunes and just um, just go to iTunes and leave me a uh, five star rating and if you want you can write a little review we have some, some really 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 wonderful reviews that people have left I think almost 40 reviews help me get to 40 help me get to 40 reviews that would be nice I think uh, I'm at 37 in. Let me just check what it is right now. Thirty-seven reviews. That's that's very good. Five-star rating and thirty-seven reviews. So if you can, please, uh, if you enjoy the show, go and leave a nice review. Um, I would really, really appreciate it. It would mean a lot to me, and uh, and it would really help the show. And like I said, you know, one of the most important things is like. When people are looking at podcasts to do when I'm trying to book guests or, you know, if someone's trying to book me for something, they want to, you know, check out my credibility and, you know, check out, you know, what I'm doing. So if you guys find value in this show, you know, all you got to do is just go on to iTunes and leave a nice rating and review a little five stars for me and that helps out tremendously and then i can produce better content book better guests dedicate more time to this show and hopefully it'll become uh bigger and bigger and bigger and you know obviously you know if the if these ideas are ideas that resonate with you if you believe in the things that i'm saying if you you know want to and obviously of course all the things i'm saying you know take it and, and go and search it on your own, you know, don't just listen to me, I mean, you know, figure this stuff out for yourself, that's the most important thing, but, uh, but if you endure, if you do feel like it's resonating and connecting and you're enjoying it, then, um, you know, then, you know, this is our show, you know, I don't mean that in some, in some cheesy politician way, I mean that in a real, real fucking way, you know, this is a movement, you know, this is, this is what I want to do, you know, I want, I, I, I want to live in a better world. I want I'm trying to improve my life individually and I hope that you guys would be trying to pr- improve your li- your lives individually and I think together we can take the things that I'm talking about here and and that you might hear and, and that I I hear on other podcasts and other places and form something out of it. You know, I'll end with this. You know, we saw this Trump thing happened, and I and I think this past year has really left a lot of people's heads spinning, you know, myself included. You know, I, I just I couldn't get behind the libertarian candidate. I I really thought the voting was rigged and the elections are all bullshit and they're just puppets for the corporations and yada 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 yada. And all that might still be true, but there is something to that. This Trump movement people really feel disenfranchised they really feel upset and you know his chief strategist steve bannon has a very firm ideology you know go watch this guy's movies go watch, go read what this guy wrote and, and read and watch some of his talks he believes in in something and uh and i disagree with what he believes in but we need something like that on our side you know the good guys and um and I believe that what I'm promoting and what I'm preaching and what I'm trying to form uh, could take off into a movement and could be uh, a really good thing to be involved in. And 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 we could all be a part of it together um, in building it up from the ground up. And you know, I want to turn this thing into more than a podcast. You know, I want to turn this into a like a Maybe even just a daily show, uh, you know, streaming on YouTube, and and um, you know, just maybe even have a component website where I can hire some people to be writers and journalists and make their own content. So I got a lot of big plans, big plans for this show, big plans for the expansion of these thoughts and ideas and for creating a movement. And I love the fact that um, I know that there's there's people out there that are, that are down to, to ride on this journey with me. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. I love you guys, and uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, there's a piece in the Cognitive world. liberty. The fact that as adults Man, or- we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject, Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Or is perception? Information is power, but we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. Seize the opportunity. The opportunity. We are not interested in being regulated by the state, manipulated by the state. The state should stand down.